0: Welcome back to the United Pubcast, we've got a big debate to discuss and it's a Tom Free, it's a Tom Free video so I've, I've upgraded, no offence Tom, I love you dearly, it is Larry your host here uh, and I've got Antonio with me, Antonio how are you today mate?
1: Yeah good, uh, obviously we're free so it's always a good day when we've got a bit of freedom.
0: What was the first thing you did? Freedom Day was obviously Monday, what was the first thing you did?
1: I was at the gym before I was even half awake, to be honest.
0: <laughs> that makes two of us actually. Um, first time I did a back session I just I felt all the all the jiggle just wobbling freely. But uh we'll we'll hopefully fix that in the coming months. Antonio, we are here to talk about Manchester United. Uh, the football does return this weekend and I'm very much looking forward to it. Are you a fan of international breaks, by the way? oh, I know that's you're a, a tough one, proud. obviously.
1: <laughs> Yeah, obviously, Italy is, Italy's playing well at the moment, but I think it'd be a lot better if you either did them at the end of the season, start the season, or just did them in one go. Rather than having those gaps, just do them in one go, take three or four weeks off, and then kick on with the season. I
0: agree with you there, mate. Look, I'm not a big fan myself, but, you know, maybe that's something to do with not having a team, naturally, to invest into. We're here to talk about Manchester United's midfield. I think that's clearly the area of congestion, uh, or, or conjection, I should say, and obviously... United have not been playing the prettiest football despite such a promising transfer window. Uh, so I'll start with each individual player and I'll get your opinion on them. We'll talk about their strengths, their weaknesses, but then we'll transition to, you know, what are, what's United's strongest formation and what do you think we should look to utilise? And get your comments in uh, if you're here watching and like the video and get involved. So, Antonio, I will start with our favourite player of all time, the magnificent Brazilian that is Fred. Um, look, Ignoring the obvious limitations in his game, there are some positives and there's a reason he is chosen every week. What do you see as Fred's main strengths? Um, But obviously, while touching on, what do you think he then hinders in terms of how he contributes to the side?
1: I I think in a sense, the reason Fred is in that midfield is he does have that hunger. He does have that work rate. It may not always come across due to the ability he may have, but when it comes to who's going to chase a ball down in that midfield and go 100 miles per hour, that's going to be Fred. And I think that's the reason he keeps getting into that lineup.
0: Yeah, 100%. percent uh, got to agree with you there. I think um, I was seeing – I think it was Stephen Howson of Stratford Paddock. He, he went into a great level of detail around Fred's – Fred in terms of interceptions um, and blocks. He's actually in the – we're talking in the 90th percentile in world football. And if you actually watch United play – He does block a lot of potential attacks. So I think the limitations in his game, obviously, where do you start? On the ball, uh, defensively as a whole, we saw obviously the counterattack that uh, Everton happened to score with Damari Gray, just throwing him aside. What do you find as his greatest limitations? And if you were to make an argument for why Fred shouldn't be in the United side, what's the one thing that sticks out to you?
1: I just don't think he has the composure, to, um, especially when he's by himself in that midfield. We look when we try to play out the back, he's never in that position where he can receive the ball. When he does receive it, he looks like he's terrified, doesn't know where to play the ball. And although he gets a lot of interceptions, he's the reason when he plays that pass that we get intercepted a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, no disagreements for me. Look, uh, I want to see every United player do well, but I have to agree with you. I think for what Fred offers you, you could really upgrade by utilising other players in the squad. Let's move on to his partner in crime or as I like to call him, the buns to the burger. Let's talk about the other side of the McFred and that's obviously Scott McTominay. Um, What are your thoughts on on the Scotsman? I I personally am a big fan um, but naturally he does have his limitations. What do you like about
1: Scott? I think I just like the passion that he shows. You know, whenever he puts on a United uniform, he's got that badge on his chest. He's going to give that 100%. Uh, he has his limitations. We've seen that, but we know for Scott McTominay, when he's zoned in, when he does hit that stride, like he's unbelievable. We just have to look back to the last couple of games we've had against Leeds and he's been the best on pitch. Like he's got the attributes. It just can we get it out of him 24 7? Do you think he,
0: a lot of people, and there's a lot of commentary that suggests McTominay should be deployed in that number six position? When you look at when you look at the Scotsman, do you see him fulfilling that role, or do you think he's perhaps whether it's an intelligence thing or a lack of ability? Do you think that is a position you could see him transition into?
1: Um, I think I think eventually, as his career obviously goes on, he might transition into that number six where he can kind of just be that pivot, um, play the ball from side to side. But I think at the moment. He likes to attack, and we've seen sometimes he gets dragged too far forward, and we do get caught on that counter attack. So it's a risky one of who do you balance when you've got him if you play him in at number six.
0: I think my criticism of, the, of him, and we saw it in the Villarreal game, he doesn't know – I don't know if it's he doesn't know how to or he doesn't feel confident to. He doesn't seem to like going between the defenders and picking up the ball. And it is a difficult skill. We've seen Fred be exposed countless times in this position where he'll go to get the ball off the defence and then he's got someone on his back, he loses the ball and suddenly we're getting countered or we're conceding a goal. I think it was Liverpool last season, sticks out in my mind, where Fred was victim to that. So I'm just wondering if McTominay is thinking, you know what, I'm not exactly confident in my ability to get the ball here. You see the difference where Nemanja Madic, for example, does play there. So let's talk about the Serbian. Obviously... Age is against him, but if we're and obviously we will go into what's your strongest United midfield. Is the Serbian in your preferred United eleven?
1: Ah, uh, he is for me. I think he should be playing that six role. He's probably the most dominant number six that we do have. Yes, his age comes into it. Can he do it for a whole season? Probably not. But I think in big games, he's the player you want to see in that midfield.
0: No disagreements there. Let's come to your comment. So we've got Parim here who's saying uh, his ball progression is also surprisingly good. I'm assuming you're talking about Fred here. Uh, His ball progression is surprisingly good. Always involved in the start of a goal somewhere. Just wish we saw the errors on both sides of the game leave. I've got to say, Parim, I disagree there. I, I don't think his ball progression is good. I think he's quite limited in his passing range. And I, and I find that he takes too many touches, Fred. And when the way United are playing with that low block, you want to see your midfielder being able to distribute the ball quickly. Uh, we've got George. Uh, you don't like how McTominay gets dragged into the McFred abuse. While he's limited, he does generally contribute well and is a goal threat when he goes forward. What are your thoughts there, Antonio? Do you agree with George's comments?
1: Yeah, I think obviously they both have their limitations, but... I think when he is in that midfield, we see on social media, we see in group chats, McTominay gets dragged into that. The midfield was horrible today. Whether he had a good game or not, it's based on how they went as a whole.
0: Yeah, fairly or unfairly. Uh, we've got Michael. Uh, you, uh, I've been noticing our centre halves avoid passing the ball to Fred in the build-up, makes us more predictable and removes a key cog in attack. That's a really good point. Uh, I think... I've definitely noticed that as well, Michael, and that just shows you that there is either it's either a lack of confidence in Fred or it's instructions from the coaching staff. But if it is the latter, then they really need to be considering why they keep selecting the Brazilian into our midfield. It's as simple as that. Got Peram? Uh, I don't think he's at the level in any of our midfield positions. His positioning is such a worry at times and he hides from the ball. Are you talking about McTominay there, Peram? Please do let us know in the comments. Uh, got George. Our best game all season was the win against Newcastle, and Matich controlled the game perfectly. Should be starting there more often than not. No disagreements there. Uh, we've got Joe in the comments. McTominay as our holding mid until we bring in someone else. We realistically need someone who's as comfortable on the ball as they are defending. That's a really good point, Joe, um, and it is something that we will discuss when we come into our starting, well, our ideal starting midfield and what that shape might look like. Continue to get your comments in. We will come back there. We've got Param confirming he was talking about McTominay. Um, let's move on to, look, Paul Pogba. Uh, much maligned, rightly or wrongly. And it almost seems crazy that you'd be talking about Paul Pogba in our midfield debate. But there is an argument out there that suggests maybe Paul Pogba isn't as brilliant as he is on the ball. Maybe he he because of his limitations defensively, He's maybe not the perfect solution for this United setup, United team setup. What do you make of that argument uh, and do you agree with it?
1: Oh, I think I think what he offers to the attack, what we saw, how he started the season, I think it was something crazy like what was five, six, seven assists in those first couple of games. I think he's a player that you need to have in that squad for the attack. Yes, there's limitations in defence, but that's where we have to go out and get a proper number six. We get a number six, We let Pogba flourish up top and he doesn't have to come back as much.
0: Well, you see what he does for France, don't you? He he plays in that that two-man pivot and he absolutely thrives. But there is also an argument, and to be honest, I have to agree with it to some extent. International football is a slower-paced game, Antonio. So is that Pogba is playing a slower game, so therefore he's got the ability and the time to maybe get up and down to which he's maybe not afforded
1: in the Premier League? Well, I think it's a bit of both. It is a slower game, so it gives in that. But you put anyone next to Kante that can play in that midfield and they're probably going to have a lot more time to get back and forth. I think he naturally just slows that game down for Pogba so it looks like he gets back a lot quicker in defence.
0: I've got the Football Capitals comments here, and I think this is a really good point. All Pogba's assists came from the left. That's a valid point. What do you make of that, Antonio? Because in my opinion, I hate Pogba there. And there's a, it gives him the freedom to express himself and allows the Frenchman to do what he does best, and that's create, score goals, be a threat. But the issue with that is I think United's system as a whole suffers. You've got Luke Shaw, who then becomes your outlet to hold the width, and I don't think, while well, he's been promising going forward, he's not brilliant, he's not David Beckham in terms of his delivery. And then you also remove a goal threat from the side when you are doing that. So what are your thoughts of the positives and the negatives of Pogba deployed in that almost left wing spot.
1: Yeah, obviously, I, I agree with you what you said. Obviously, putting Pogba out left, there is that positive where he is creating. He does have that freedom to get the ball, take it into space. But obviously, the negatives that we've spoken about is a lot of our troubles come from not having width. If we don't have a proper winner out there, he gets tucked inside. We've got Greenwood on the other side who likes to get tucked inside. And we have a left and right back who don't really have the best crossing attributes. So you're limiting our attacks down the sideline.
0: Exactly. Uh, We've got Tom Coburn. Uh, Sorry, Tom, I did see your comment about Donnie. I will come back to that one when we speak about the Dutchman. But you have mentioned here Pogba isn't stuck on the left. If you watch his game, he often moves centrally. The left is his starting position. You're 100% right there. But the issue here is, and that's, I suppose, part of the debate, because he's given the freedom to express himself, does United as a whole suffer? and is that contributing to our lack of ability to create? If you actually remove the Leeds game where he was absolutely breathtaking, we also have to remember there's two sides in a game of football. and Leeds played in a way that suits United, where such a while we're trying to change the way that we play, we clearly show our our positives when we are counterattacking. And it's, it's our, our issue at the moment is breaking downsides. So you need to be able to hold the width. And I think Pogba deployed in that position just limits us a little bit. Let's talk about Donny van de Beek. Um, That's the one everyone's, I guess, calling for, give him an opportunity. Um, he's. You can argue whether he's taken those opportunities or not. Uh, it's 50-50. I think others will also tell you Donny really hasn't been given enough of an opportunity. So you, don't, you haven't been given time to judge him. Where do you sit in terms of Donny van der Beek, um, what he contributes? But do you think he's taken his opportunity? Where do you sit on that side of the fence?
1: Um, I think, obviously, he does deserve to get more game time. I don't think he's had enough game time to prove. And I think that that's shown when people talk about Sancho. It's he's only played seven games, so give him more time. Well, Donny's, pl- yes, he's played more games, but he hasn't had that opportunity to start in a constant amount of games where he can get that run of form on. Whether that's he gets that running to number six or we start to rest the Pogba or a Bruno, who knows? But I don't think he's been given enough time yet.
0: Can't disagree with you. Um, particularly given the performances of our other players. I've seen um I've seen Solskjaer's comments, Antonio. If you recall, I think wanna say so around two weeks ago now. He mentioned, you know, we can't have sulkers in our team. And he he was talking about Donny with reference to the gun being thrown against Villarreal. But you know what? When you look at how poorly McTominay has started this season, because look, I like Scott, but no two ways about it. He has started poorly. And you look at the way Fred is constantly chosen, irrespective of how he performs. I think Donny has every right to be filthy. So there's a valid argument there, both sides of the coin. I want to come back to Tom's comment here. Uh, Do you think Donny can play that number six uh, with either Madic or McTominay? Donny, while he prefers to attack, he's very energetic and can defend. That's where I disagree. I don't think he can defend. Uh, We saw that in the West Ham game in the League Cup. Uh, Look, it could be an isolated event, but what do you see in terms of Donny, uh, Antonio, in terms of his defence? Personally, I think that's obviously not a strength to his game. And you've got to look at the way United are conceding at the moment. Can you afford to have a Donny van der Beek in
1: the midfield? Um, obviously watching Donny in the short stints he has had for us and then obviously looking at highlights of when he has played in the past, defending is not his big attribute. Yes, he may be able to get in there, win an interception, win a challenge, but we're looking at a midfield that's struggling and a defence where we're now down two centre-backs. You can't really run that risk of putting someone who's not a natural defender. We need him if he's going to play up top creating chances.
0: Yeah, I think that's the issue. He's he's competing with Bruno Fernandes, with Paul Pogba. Why haven't we touched on Bruno Fernandes? Because I think there's not much debate here. I, everyone would agree he's in your strongest eleven. So, look, that's what we are here for. So let's talk about the different variations of which United could play. So I've got three formations to discuss with you. We've got the 4-2-3-1, which is obviously what we're deploying. We've got a diamond. And then we've also got your traditional 4-3-3. So let me start with the 4-2-3-1. If you're choosing your two-man pivot, obviously Fred and McTominay seem to be the preferred option there. What is your strongest two uh, in that sixth position? And do you think that is the strongest way that United could be setting up?
1: I think if you isolate the players that we do have in, that can play those positions, I think it could be one of the strongest possibilities we have lining up. I'd have in the number six, I'd have Matic as your instructions are to hold. And I'd have Pogba yep. next to him where... You can go forward, but no, you've got to come back and help. And then obviously you'd have Bruno in front of him. It's no question about it. And I think if you have Matic holding there, playing that Kante-like role, you're going to get the best out of Pogba. You're going to get the best out of Bruno. And I think that's our best formation in the midfield. Do
0: you have concerns with Matic's mobility? Um, Is there a concern where... Against look nine times out of ten, when United are at Old Trafford, we're going to dominate the ball, we're playing a high line. But is there a risk with Madic deployed in that position that Pogba, obviously defensively, not well renowned? Is there a concern that you expose his lack of pace or his ability to get back? Is there a risk that we are already conceding counter attacks with an energetic player such as Fred? Are we leaving ourselves more exposed by putting someone such as Madic in there?
1: Um. Again, I think I think Matic, he's not a player that can play 20 games straight. He's going to burn out. I think a fresh Matic, I think he's fine. He's, where his mobility may lack, I think his defensive and how he plays the ball and how calm he is on the ball is going to help us a lot more. And we've got the players that can cover him. We just, like I said, our centre-backs have been hopeless at the moment, let's be honest. Varane's been good. He's now injured. But if you have someone that can cover him, someone that can step up and delay why he comes back, then I think he's our best option.
0: Interesting. Do you agree with Antonio? Get your comments in. Um, Let's talk about the diamond formation. Not one that United have utilised recently, but the reason I bring it up here is because we've seen Solskjaer utilise it when he first came in. Uh, We saw, uh, particularly in big games, um, Emirates away sticks out in my mind. He'd like to play that. Two striker system. It was normally like a Lukaku or a Rashford or a Martial and a Rashford. And you saw Pogba giving that free roll. Madic did sit in the six and we had Herrera at the time. Do you think a diamond could work? Because if you're talking about, you know, giving the likes of Van der Beek an option, you you get to pack that midfield. Maybe it protects you a little bit, but then you also remove the width in terms of the way United attack do you think it could be a way to get the best out of the players we have? Maybe if you can utilize, say, a Pogba, a Donny, a Bruno, a Madic, you could put all three of those players on the pitch at once that you're then thinking creativity, you can keep the ball, you get all of them into a side, you're getting the best out of Pogba. Do you think a diamond could work?
1: I think if you want to, yeah. I mean, the way we've been playing, we've been playing with no whip, so to be able to put that extra creative player, which is what we're usually calling for from the bench. I think if you can start with that, then hopefully we'd kill games off a lot easier.
0: So, so are we going to get that trend going, bring back the diamonds?
1: Oh, I, I'd, I'd be behind it. I don't know. I'd love to see what the uh, listeners think, but I'd be behind it.
0: I think the only concern is we just paid £75 million for a winger, and then you're going to play a formation that, I guess, removes him completely. Martial, Rashford, they can all play as strikers. I think Sancho's the odd one out there. I'm just wondering, is that maybe too big a call for Solskjaer? But you know what it would do? you can, you got an argument for starting Ronaldo and Cavani every week. I, I'm all for that. Sign me up. Yeah, Get I'm your in thoughts in. Uh, do, do you agree with the diamond? And obviously, there is the 4-3-3. So you have mentioned when we spoke 4-2-3-1, you had Matic and Pogba as your pivots. I imagine if you are going to a 4-3-3, that formation is similar. Um, I'm assuming you're utilizing the same players. Um, let me actually ask you about Bruno Fernandez. Do you think he's capable of playing in a four three three? He could be the reason I ask you that, you look at the way he plays, he's dead set right behind the striker. It's almost like an old school four four two, the way United were in the in yesteryear. Is is Bruno capable of playing that touch deeper and deployed in that number eight position? Or do you think he's too offensively minded for it? And maybe that's why we're not utilizing that formation.
1: Um, I think think he can play there. Bruno's a smart player. I think he'll adapt to where we expect him to play. I think if you look at how United have played last year and this year since Bruno's come in, there's no real attacking threat. So that's why he sits so high. So he can pounce on a ball. Whereas I think if you give him a Pogba right next to him, then he'll be happy to sit a little bit less and have that link-up play.
0: Do you trust... Do you trust the – I don't know. This is where I I get nervous, and I suppose this is what I'll ask you then. Is Solskjaer putting too much focus on the defence? Because I agree with you. I think if you pulled Bruno back a little bit, I think the way the midfield would play would be completely different. Bruno is actually really good at coming deep and joining the build-up play. My criticism of the Portuguese, while his output has been good this season, he just doesn't get involved in the build-up enough. I guess I ask you this. If you allowed Bruno to come that little bit deeper, deploy him in a 4-3-3, could there be an opportunity for a Donny van to play as a six? And yes, while defensively he might not be there, maybe United can deploy a mentality of, you know what, with those players on the field, maybe we can score two, three goals, blow sides away, then maybe that Donny in a six wouldn't be such a concern.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's something, and a lot of fans have been calling for it. They've been calling for Donny to get that chance at six with Pogba and Bruno ahead of him. And I think if you can get them on the same page and have them working back and forth, up and down the pitch, then I think it's a great opportunity. And and like you just said, I couldn't agree more. We could kill teams off and give those players rest so they're not burning out.
0: You know what I really think would work? It's a controversial one, and as much as I love Paul Pogba, I actually think United, and I've had this debate with Tom countless on countless occasions, I think if you actually deployed a 4-3-3 midfield, you put Matic in, in the six because he's really our only six, I think if you put a Donny and a Bruno, I think that that midfield is probably a bit more fluid. I just wonder, and, I, and I've said this with Tom and I'm keen to get your opinion because I haven't really spoken with you about this before. It's almost as if, you know, if, if I were to compare it to, say, Liverpool, like Coutinho was their best player for years, but suddenly they remove their best player, they create a system that complements the players much more, and they go on to win a Champions League, they win a Premier League title. Is, there, is, is it possible that Paul Pogba is almost Al Coutinho? Is he such a good player that you almost have to neglect your system to compensate for him? Where I'm just wondering, maybe if you could put in a Donny who's maybe got a bit more work rate about him, maybe not as brilliant with the ball, but still really effective. Could a midfield of, say, a Matic, Bruno, Donny complement the way United play better overall compared to what you might get out of a Pogba despite his fantastic assist record so far this season?
1: Yeah, I think obviously Donny offers a lot more. I feel like his passing. When we have seen those passing in space, it's being top-notch. He offers a lot going forward, and there are limitations to Pogba's game. We've seen it time and time again. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's non-existent and we're calling for him to get hooked. Um, yeah, you could put Donny there with Bruno or you could even put a Lingard. We're, we're, we're skipping over Lingard at the moment. He's been in cracking form. He's also an option that you could chuck up there too.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think with Lingard, I, I really like the role he's playing at the moment. This super sub, he comes on and I like him because he's different. He is. You look at all of our midfield players, he's just... He's that old school off the striker sort of player. Um, and I like that because he's, he obviously just offers something a little bit different. And I think he, you see defences are struggling with him when he comes on. So no disrespect to Jesse, but that was the thought process behind this debate. I'll come to your comments and Antonio, I'm going to put the decision on you for what is the strongest midfield, the strongest players. I'm going to give it to you. So let's bring it to the comments. So we've got Tom Coburn. Here's the thing. They may sound rather conjectory uh, co- a contradictory rather we most definitely need a world-class cdm to improve the team however the football we're seeing shows there's no game plan look tom i i i, I, so- I understand what you're saying um but i think it's a uh, it's up to the coaching staff essentially we also have to remember that these are three elite players who have come in and that takes time to gel I said this with tom the everton game we looked good until ronaldo came on but that's not a criticism of ronaldo it's up to the coaching staff to integrate him into the team and work out a system to get the best out of every player. Got Joe? Um, I think the real issue is here we've neglected uh, rest of the positions, bar midfield, for the past six seven years. If you look at our transfers, it's constantly been centre mids. Well, it's a valid point, Joe. But our midfield's still poor. So, I mean, Antonio, do you have any disagreement in terms of? do you, I think we all agree we need a six, right?
1: Yeah, and I think if you look at the transfer, we've we've strengthened that back line over the last couple of seasons. We've strengthened the front line, bringing in Sancho. Yeah, Ronaldo's come in. So I think the main focus has been that midfield, but I don't think we've neglected strengthening the other spots.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. We've, we've bought in defenders. We've brought in Lindelof, B. Um, we've obviously bought in Cavani over recent years. So, no, I think United have invested. Um, we've got George McFred gives the illusion of defensive stability because of work rate. The reason why we concede so many of these counter-attacks is because Fred can't play a 10-yard pass and get speeded so easily. Mate, 100%. I don't think you get any disagreement from either of us here. I've got Tom again. CDM or not, the team we have is too good for the football we're playing. This might sound like a stretch, but this team should be competing for the Prem. Uh, the only hindrance is some players and Oli. Hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with that at the moment. And then we got the football capital, Donny's fourth choice behind Pogba, Bruno, and even Lingard. You could be right, um, but, you know, I think we've seen here that, you know, we'd like to see him played uh, deeper, uh, but we'll see how that all goes. Antonio, we've been talking for the best part of half an hour. We've discussed players, their strengths, their weaknesses, different formations. United are playing in a Champions League final Sunday. Pretend. It probably won't happen, but let's pretend. Give me, your, give me your midfield. Who's who's going to be out on that pitch?
1: I've got Matic at the six. Um, like we said, he's my pivot. He's the one that can do the job. For a 90-minute game, I've got him on the pitch. And I probably if it's a Champions League final, they show up in big games. I've got Pogba and Bruno just ahead of him.
0: And what would be the score in that game? Uh, Don't tell me we're keeping a clean sheet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let, let's go through one because we, we can't keep a clean sheet. All right. You know what? Sod
0: it. We're going to make the Champions League final. You're going to see Madic, Pogba, Bruno. Who are we going to verse? So we've said a 3 1 victory. Who are we versing in that game?
1: Let's let, let's go. Let's knock off. We'll knock off PSG. Let's let Ronaldo get one over Messi. Let's get Ronaldo oh, yeah. over Messi.
0: I'm all for that. All right. So you've heard it from here first. United's strongest midfield is a midfield three. We're going 4 3 3. And we've got Madic at the heart. We've got Pogba. We've got Bruno. What are your thoughts? Let us know what you're thinking. Mate, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to come to George's comment before I say goodbye. Uh, has to be Madich, Pogba, Bruno. While you get my point about Pogba hindering the team, you can't bench a World Cup winner. George, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world, mate. I, I just put it up there in terms of a debate, a discussion point. But look, I'm agreeing. I, I would If I'm choosing United's strongest eleven, Pogba all day for me. You, you have to. A player that good, it'd be criminal not to put him there. Antonio, been a pleasure, mate. Um, I hope everyone who's watched this video has enjoyed this debate. Like the video, make sure you are subscribed, and uh, I'll be back with Tom shortly. we we've, the Premier League's back this week, so we'll be debating and uh, reviewing the Leicester preview. So stay tuned for that. Antonio, pleasure, mate. I'll catch you soon.
1: Nah, no, thanks for having us. See you later.